Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This podcast is part of a series called God, Who Do You Say You Are? I invite you to follow along on a journey to build our faith on a firm foundation. Let's walk together as we grow in Him with every step. So let's start again with prayer. Lord, we know that every breath we take is given to us by you. And every morning we wake is another day you've blessed us with. We come to you today asking that you strengthen our mind, body, and soul. Let your love pass through our bodies and heal us. Give us the strength to do what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy in every way and allow us to see in ourselves the things we don't always want to see, things that affect our spiritual health. Be with us today as we study your word and bless us with great faith, Lord, to trust in you. In the name of your son, the great physician, we pray. Amen. Okay, this is episode number seven, titled The God Who Heals. God has many names for himself in the Bible, and each one was revealed during a time when his people needed to hear it the most. In Exodus 15, God gives himself a new name, Jehovah Rapha, meaning the God who heals, or a Lord who heals. God revealed this name to the Jewish people when he delivered them from slavery. The word, the Hebrew word, Rapha, translates to completely make whole, or to thoroughly mend and repair. Our God has the power to totally heal us, and we all have need of healing, whether physically or mentally or emotionally or spiritually. He wants to heal us from everything. He wants to heal us physically from everything that brings harm to us, but also from things like anxiety or fear, shame, even anger or bitterness or unforgiveness, and even addiction. And he really can even turn us from things like pride, envy, or selfishness. He can deliver us from all these things, or anything really. He wants to heal our bodies, and he really just wants to save us from ourselves also, and bring us to him. And I know you can relate to me when I say that sometimes we really need saving from ourselves. So we should go to God in prayer and ask for healing. Even if we have no physical needs or we're not really sure we even have any emotional needs or faults that could be fixed or put right, there's a portion of scripture that's a perfect prayer for God's discernment in our healing rather than our own. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me into the everlasting way. Know, my friends, that there is power in prayer. God's in the business of answering prayer and he's in the business of healing. But we have to try to keep ourselves in line with God and what he expects from us. We can't just live our lives any old way we want to in a way that's unpleasing to God, especially, and expect him to then still answer our prayers. In John fifteen seven, Jesus says, if you abide in me 
and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. But God isn't a genie. We don't get to make a wish and just like magic, poof, it's done for us. I've seen some movies where that does nothing but get people into big trouble. Genies don't care what's good for us, but God does. And God knows how his plan for us fits into his plan for our eternity and his plan for the entire universe. And we also have to have faith when we do ask for healing. Matthew 21, 22, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. This needs to be sincere belief, which isn't always easy. And if we want our prayers answered, we can't pray selfishly. In the book of James, we read, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. And when we pray, ask in the name of Jesus. He tells us to do this himself in John 16, 24, to ask in his name. We must also make sure to be praying God's will. And I'll talk a bit more about that shortly. But if we pray, keeping all those things in mind, God will hear us. And we can count on him to be with us when we're discouraged or afraid because of something we're going through. He wants us to count on him. Matthew eleven twenty eight tells us so. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's a promise from him if we put our full faith in him. And it's hard when we're fearful to put our full trust in anyone. When we're going through struggles, putting our trust in someone else, even God, is another struggle in itself. And sometimes our heart knows that we can trust God, but our minds are pretty strong, pretty stubborn, and very protective. Our brain is actually wired to protect us. But that's another episode. So there's a verse, much like another that I've quoted, Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. If we could just learn to trust him in that same way, he could move mountains for us. In the book of Mark, Jesus tells us that God really can make big things happen if we have faith. Chapter 11, verse 23. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. But our anxious thoughts just have a way of not letting us trust others, even God, and pulling us back into ourselves. I'm not sure there's one of us capable of trusting him the way that we should. Not really, not the way he wants us to, but we have to try. How? We can ask him to help us trust him. Did you know that you can pray for something like that? It's not what most people pray for, really, because we just don't think to ask for something like that. But if we pray in God's will, 
He's faithful to answer that prayer. What I mean by that is, there are some things that we can't know ahead of time. We don't know if it's God's will for us to have children of our own. We don't know if it's God's will for us to get that job we really want. But there are some things that we know are God's will for us. And it is his will for us to trust him completely. So if we pray sincerely for that, we can know that God will answer that prayer. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. So ask God to help you trust him. He already knows if we're not trusting him fully. It's not a surprise to him. Be honest with him and talk to him about it. If anyone can help us with it, he can and he will. As a matter of fact, there's something else that we can pray that might surprise you. Look up all of the promises to us in the Bible, God's promises, and then pray those promises back to him. It's okay to remind God of what he's promised us and then just surrender to God whatever it is that you're needing to trust him for. Lay it down, hand it over to him. It doesn't have to be your burden anymore. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Exodus 14, 14. And ask God to heal you. He does heal. Psalm 30, verse 2. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. And 42, verse 3. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed and restore him from his bed of illness. And Christ healed so many and then gave his disciples the power to do the same. Matthew 10, 1, he called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. In a portion of scripture where Jesus healed, Luke 13, 11 through 13, a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten herself up completely. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. Then he placed his hand on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Now, sometimes healing isn't instant, it's a process, but that doesn't make it any less of a healing. If you listened to my last podcast, you remember me talking about a miracle that I claimed for myself. It was a process, but no less of a healing, and I praise God for it. He does still heal. Scripture tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the great physician. And he tells us in Luke 5, 31, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And he explains that he came to bring sinners to repent and to heal their souls. And he did that for me too. 
and he can do it for you. Now, sometimes when it comes to physical healing, many people ask, why? Why is God not healing me? Well, God does heal, but not always in the way we expect. Sometimes he heals our mind in the way we're dealing with disease or sickness. He just adjusts our attitude a bit. And healing doesn't always come in this life, but we certainly will be healed in the next. And when God doesn't heal, we shouldn't assume it's because we don't have enough faith or that there's sin in our life. Everything that we might need healing from, physically or otherwise, is a characteristic of being human. The things we suffer are part of the human condition. And when we meet our maker, that's when we can expect full healing. Not that you won't get it here and now, but we will have it then. Right now, we live in an imperfect world. The perfect one is yet to come. And when God doesn't heal, we can't ever really even answer for sure why. Because we don't know the full mind of God, only what he's allowed us to know. But we can count on him to know what we need in this life so that we can make it into his presence in the next. In Ecclesiastes, God reminds us that there is a time for all things to happen and seasons that we must all go through. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. I know there's a lot going on there and you might be saying, what? To some of it, for instance, a time to kill. That could be during wartime when defending your country would happen, which could be considered noble rather than a crime or a sin. So I won't go into explaining the whole thing, but I think that just addressing that one area helps put it a bit into perspective. And so sometimes to any kind of prayer, God says no. And when he does, we have to stand on some of his promises, promises to be with us and never leave us, promises to give us strength. Isaiah 4.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And understand that he has a plan. In the book of John, at the Last Supper, when Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, and Peter didn't think it was right, he thought that he should be washing Jesus' feet. Jesus said to him in verse 7, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later 
you will understand. And I know this is referring to what was going on here, but it's also true of many things. We can't understand everything now. We just have to trust, but one day we will understand. And for now, we can stand on these verses and so many others like it. And sometimes in answer to prayer, God just says, not now. It may be obvious that the answer is not now, or you may be thinking that God said no, when really he's just saying, not now. The time just hasn't come. But no matter the answer, we can count on him to go through the hard and trying times with us and bring us out on the other side. We read in Isaiah 43 too, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And it goes on in verse 5 to tell us, do not be afraid for I am with you. But he will always answer the prayers of believers. An answer isn't always a yes, but it's an answer. God never promised a life without pain or that it would be easy. He didn't say that he'd make decisions for us or keep us out of trouble. In fact, in the book of John, he told us there would be plenty of pain and trouble. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He's promised to be with us and that we'd never be alone. He promised us both good and not so good, that we would experience love, but also loss, and both discomfort and hope. And that when we're having a hard time keeping our heads up, he'd give us strength. He promised to console us and to defeat death with his promise of eternal life when we join him in our new home. Revelation 21, 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And he promised that he would send us a savior so that our new eternal life would be secure. And he not only gave us a Savior, but the Holy Spirit to live in us and to help us. He gave us his word to live by and to encourage us and the promise of a perfect plan for eternity. And he gives us his unconditional love. So when we need healing, God is only a prayer away. And he is faithful. He will answer the prayer of the just. 1 Corinthians 1 9. God who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ our Lord is faithful. But remember we have to be willing to trust God completely and not rely on ourselves. Proverbs 3 5 reminds us trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
I think that's a good one for us to take from this today. Maybe make that a verse of scripture that we memorize. It'd be good to remind ourselves that we can't do things alone. We need our God and can trust in him even when we don't understand. Before we finish, I want to read a portion of Mark 5 to you. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. How many of us can relate to that? When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet, you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. That is undeniable, incredible faith. And did you notice? This woman didn't even pray. Well, not that we're told anyway. It was her great faith that brought her healing. I want this kind of faith, and I will be praying for it. I can tell you that I've had the privilege of hearing stories today in our time of people who have been healed, people who I know and know it to be true. Jesus does still heal. So never lose faith. Trust in God and pray. And remember, God calls himself the God who heals. So we know he's a healing God. And one more thing. In the spirit of Easter, because that's the day this will be released, I want to remind you that we are all just imperfect people living in imperfect bodies in an imperfect world. But God sent us a Savior, one that can heal us from our sickness and disease, one that can heal our emotional pains and hurts, and he can save us from ourselves. He can heal our souls and give us life. Jesus rose from the dead to give us new life, here and in eternity. Trust completely in this. He has the power to heal today, just as he always has, and we have the authority to ask for healing. When you doubt that you can be healed, remember this. The Bible tells us in Romans 8, that if the Holy Spirit lives in us, and he does if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe that he died for our sins. So it says that the Holy Spirit lives in us, that we are controlled by him. And in verse 11, it says, And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. Do you understand what that is saying? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead 
lives in us. That's incredible healing power for our mortal bodies and our spiritual nature so that we can spend eternity with him. God loves us so much. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So stay strong, women of faith. Continue asking God for healing. Romans 12.12 12 reminds us to be joyful in hope patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So pray for healing and pray without ceasing, as 1 Thessalonians 5.17 urges us to do, because our God is a God who heals. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me again next time as we continue this walk, growing closer to our Maker, with every step.